You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, 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 please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. We are primarily there. Doc, we have made our way to the TikToks. Mm. What in the world? So when we don't have a we don't have an official TikTok. Okay. I'm just posting them all from from my TikTok. Um, but the movement is moving. We had we had we had one quote, our 1997 clip is is past 20,000 views. Uh we're getting killed. Um <laughs> our <laughs> And then our Kendrick Lamar, uh, when we talked about like the first week sales and you yeah. know how nuance the nuance of that, um, that's at like twelve or something like that. But on YouTube, that's at like thirty four k. There you go. And that's that one. We're getting a little more. That one's a little more. Yeah, you guys are right because Kendrick has stands, and they are they are fighting aggressively um, in those comment sections. You know, so the, the fan, you know, the the fan battles, man. That's. That we're, we're living we're living in the we're living in a world of fandom you know what i mean but we've always lived in that world of fandom mm-hmm. you you and i well okay i'll say you and i have always lived in that world or, or lived in that world for a long time just being on the internet like come on we we met on the forums yeah and there were definitely like you know um hyper fans or aggressive super fans is what they call them now um on those forms. Yeah. I, I think what it, it used to be like a little, almost like it was like, it was like almost like a little bit of like, it was supposed to be like a secret or people were almost embarrassed to be like a super fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it was always, I mean, but similar to the, similar to like barbs in the Navy now, like you're, there were aliases. There are, but I mean like not only are people not afraid to be fans, but like it is presumed that, fandom of various things is your lens upon which you view the world absolutely whether it's politics whether it's sports whether it's culture like but also first culture but now in sports to a certain degree of course sports have had super fans forever Mm -hmm. right but that made its way to media and has made its way to politics where it's not only is it acceptable to be a super fan in that way but the powers that be the people who are actually having these fans are playing to their super fans 100 right i mean much of our like like media is designed to try to get a bunch of super fans really excited 100 yeah yep yep I, I say as somebody who just watched last night you know episode six of an obi-wan kenobi show on disney plus <laughs> i mean but exactly and that's where it comes from right trekkies um uh deadheads right like that that's where a lot of that stem from like that's the the earliest the earliest examples that i know of of those super fans that essentially become community yeah um now it just sits online you know i mean but i'm sure they i'm sure there are places where people have meetups and stuff like that but yeah you're right though that's exactly they tell you to do that you know it's 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 niche you know like niche is the new mainstream um, I remember when Mac Miller had the number one album in, in the country mm. and people were like, who? Yeah. And it's like, no, his niche like went out and supported him and showed the power of having a hundred thousand super fans compared to a million people buying your albums, you know, just as powerful, if not more. So, 
But yeah, Doc's here. What's up, Doc? Yeah, man. What's going on? <laughs> you know. Uh, y'all can follow me on the socials at Doc underscore Beats. That's not a Z. But uh, honestly, just follow the show for everything. And if you're not a, a subscriber already, head over to patreon.com slash podcast. I have no yes. idea how much of this show will be available for free. We'll figure that out once we're done. But a whole lot of it, including probably some of the best stuff, will be exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. So if you're not already there, head over. Absolutely. We are seven shy of 100 patrons. Yeah, come on. Be, be a part of the first 100, you know. Absolutely. Great. Yes, the first 100. Absolutely. And we want to thank all the new people who have uh, hopped on board, the yes, people who... Yes. Hop on for, you know, a few weeks or for a few months and then they jump off and they jump back in like, hey, man, uh, you guys are our, our favorite cousins that we see once once a year during the summertime. We appreciate y'all, too. Yeah, it's all and good. then the and the people who've been there since oh. like, yo, we literally have day ones. That's man. nuts. That's beautiful. So, yeah. Thank everybody. Really, really appreciate you guys. And um, I don't know, Doc, did anything happen this week? You know, surprise album, surprise single. No big deal. I don't know. No big deal. You know, apparently, uh, we're 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 about to be in the early '90s again. The um, uns uns is back. You, people are mad when people people are mad online for people who are who 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 are being, I think, you know, derisive or who are calling it uns uns music. No, that's not. But that to me, that's not a disrespectful term. Sure, it's not a disrespectful term. It's a. Uh, I don't know. No, no, we not even go. No, as I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, why are you mad? Why are you mad at oons oons? And get out of here, man. Y'all just it's the, it's whatever people are angry about today. But um, yeah, we yeah. had two of the biggest artists in the world yeah. decide they wanted to drop new music. That's right. Uh, I, the biggest thing to talk about this week is is Drake's surprise, not mixtape, not playlist, but album his seventh album. album for a guy who has been very careful over the years on what yeah. is called an album he has released his seventh album it's called honestly never mind yep um additionally we have a new single from beyonce yep. off of the upcoming album renaissance called break my soul produced by crs favorites the dream and tricky stewart happy to see them back together if they ever broke up, whatever that relationship, yeah. I'm just glad. I'm just glad to see him back together, man. That was really dope to see in the credits. Where's Los the Maestro? Can we get him in there too? <laughs> see now you now you getting real nerdy. <laughs> Listen, he he was a big part of those first two or three Dream albums, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just get the group back together. Yeah, man. It's time. Listen, I'm here for a Dream album produced by him and Tricky and that whole team in 2022, 2023. I'm here for it. I do wonder if we're if it'll have old man in the club feel, you know, like those mm. like those later R. Kelly albums used to feel, where yeah. it's just like, yeah, and that's unfair, right? Because you know, it's unfair to a certain degree. Like our culture, just kind of there is an expectation where it's like we're totally, mostly fine. We're gonna talk about somebody else in this episode who has this issue sometimes. We're totally, mostly fine with a guy in his like late twenties, even early thirties, being a complete horn dog in their music. Oh boy, but. There comes a, it's like once the society has decided this person's like old enough to be a dad, mm -hmm. like not just like a young dad, but like, you know, dropping their kids <laughs> off at school age. Right. All of a sudden, <laughs> everyone's just like time out. Yep. What's going on? Yep. And you know, dreams Listen, just, man. you know, he's living his life. Yeah. The horn doesn't, the horn doesn't go away. 
you know, we'll see this as the weekend in future age as well. How how scummy are people cool with you being when you're boy, 45? Oh boy. boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. And I will have a lawn chair ready to see that dialogue. 100%. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, everyone's problematic kings all of a sudden, you know, right. take that crown want, off, man. And you want them to settle. Like, why don't they settle down? And it's like, well, look at what they've been doing. <laughs> You've been cheering them on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And so now you see somebody like a Ric Flair. When you see <laughs> when you see videos of Ric Flair coming in. Yeah. And he's 70, 80 years old. And he's still just styling and profiling. Still styling and profiling. He's on his sixth, sixth or seventh marriage. Like, you know, and people are like, woo. But then there's some people that are like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. We've talked at length about selective outrage just over the years. And that's just that's where we're at with that. So is there anything else that we need to talk about before we jump in uh, to these two artists? I don't really think so, unless you got something. Nah, we talked about quite a bit. We ran through a quick little gauntlet on the pre-show. So actually, you know, I, I'm curious to know um, if you... Listen to the pre-show. If you're part of the Patreon community, you listen to the pre-show. Leave a comment and just say, I listen to the pre-show. I just want to know how many of our listeners actually listen to the pre-show. And then what do you get out of it? Like, I just, I just want to know. I just want to know. But on the pre-show, we, we ran through a whole bunch of stuff. So we ran through freshman lists and the clips reuniting as something in the water and Chance the Rapper's new single and Lupe and just a whole bunch of stuff. So if you want to know about any of the randomness that's going on, uh, check out this week's pre-show, but um, I think let's let's just—it's a school night. <laughs> NBA draft is on. Draft is on. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and let's get into the uh, let's get into the shenanigans. Real Where quick, we going before we do, do you do you want to give a quick plug for Middle Clash? Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to Middle Clash, friends of the show. Um, they recently put out their album Clash Course uh, this Wednesday, um, exclusively on Bandcamp. Uh, they did a small run of vinyl that sold out within, I think, like three days or something like that. So shout out to them for that. But that album is available there. And you haven't heard it from me, but that's not the only music that's coming out from that space in the near future. Hey, that's all I'll say. There you go. So shout out to Taylor, shout out to Wes. And um, yeah, great, great album. Super dope album. Um, I can't wait to hear it on vinyl because it sounds like it's supposed to be played as a record. And I think that's really dope how they did that. So shout out to Middle Clash. All right. Do you want to start with Arbor Graham or Beyonce? Where are we going? I think we have to... Oh, Jesus. Okay. I always overthink these things. I feel like starting with Drake first makes sense just simply because of the um, the timing. Yeah, he came I, out I first. I agree. But there's so much to unpack, and I kind of don't want to just save Beyonce for the end. Mm -hmm. And it may just be easier to get her out of the way because it's shorter. But I think let's 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 just go ahead and jump into the the Aubrey Graham Olympics. Let's just do it. So we're recording this. This is uh, Thursday the 23rd. So a week ago, the 16th, uh, Drake jumps on Instagram and announces that his his seventh album, Honestly Never Mind, is coming out the following day, 17th, last Friday. Mm -hmm. He has his Sound 42, uh, was a radio station on, on Sirius, right? Where yep. he debuted two songs, but it was all happening so fast that it's really not much of a debut because the album's about to come out. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it came out with a music video for the first real track as well. So it was like this whole like out of nowhere, just fully prepped and prepackaged Drake experience. Mm-hmm. Only yep. what nine months after Certified Lover Boy? Yeah, definitely not even a year. No, 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 because the Certified Lover Boy was September was early September's. Uh, so yeah, nine months later. Crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there was that whole theory about the the album cover. And oh, all that. yeah, sure. Okay. All right. You think sure. we overthink things too much? Jesus, Lord have mercy. It's all good. Yep. That's just you know fans having fun. Sure, sure. Um, but um, you know, I think nobody really knew what to expect. I think people were like, "It's a Drake album," and in fact, if you look at the cover and the fact that it was a surprise drop, I think there were people who might who were thinking to themselves, "I wonder if this is going to be like a." If you're reading this, it's too late style project. That's that's uh, some of the the inner uh, rumblings that I was hearing. Mm. Um, so I heard that. I did hear about the 14, 14 songs. Twenty One Savage is the only feature, but then I heard it was in the it was considered a mixtape internally. Mm. But but if you look on that first post when Drake yeah. posted the album cover. Somebody in the comments, and I don't know who it is, Doc, I'm sure you know, left a comment and said, this is the greatest dance album of all time. (laughs) And people thought he was just trolling or whatever, whatever. But this is somebody who was clearly in the know of what Drake was putting out. Yeah, I think that that person is uh, uh, a guy named uh, Gordo. Okay, uh, so that's Gordo. That's Gordo, who is uh, a producer all over this album. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Shout out to Gordo. We'll, we'll talk about him in a second. We will. Um, and indeed, um, it's a dance album. I mean, more specifically, it's like a, it's mostly a house album. It's house. It's out. Hey, y'all, it's not Caribbean jams. No, nope. not EDM. Nope. No, this it's not is electronic. house music. No, um, no. Put some respect on those on those genres. Yeah. Yeah. Because nope. <laughs> the reaction to this has been amazing. Um, Crazy. I love the Internet sometimes. Crazy. Um, polarizing, I think it's Very fair to so. say. Absolutely. You and I have not talked about this at all. Zero. No communication at all other than it's coming and it's out. I was, I was talking to Marissa this morning and I was just like, I'm so excited because I have no clue how Armand feels about this. <laughs> and this episode could go in so many directions. So many directions. You know, like the Kendrick album. We talked, we didn't really talk all that much either, but you know, we, I, I wasn't surprised that you really liked it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, we could go in all kinds of directions here. <sighs> Absolutely. Because it's the biggest artist in the world, in many people's eyes, taking a risk. Oh, um, let, do you want, should ahead. we talk about the risk first? 100%. This 100%. is the riskiest thing that Drake has ever done. 100%. Nothing even remotely compares to how risky this is. Man, because what's a go what's ahead. a risk that he's done? I don't know. Find your love. <laughs> that was like a a bit of a stretch or a reach. But Hold like on, we're going home. Like after Certified Lover Boy, which was widely considered eh. This, but it was it was widely considered a safe album. That's why it was eh because it was Drake songs. Like his formula had been getting tired. Right. We've heard this before, done better. Like it was generic in many instances. Yeah, it it was. And, you know, we talked about this a whole bunch in the Certified Lover Boy episode. 
where like the thing, the pro, the trouble with that album wasn't that Drake wasn't making good music last year because he was. Mm-hmm. I haven't put together a 1.5 to to to, to that doesn't just consist of um, like leftover stuff that didn't make the album, but also like you know he gave like he had the scary hours pack. He was giving away records to people that were intended for his album if the rumors are to be true. Like he he right. was creating lots of music, but what he ended up putting as an album was very safe, mm-hmm. and that's a choice. Right. It's not like he was going through a rough year with like questionable guest appearances and people were right. like, what's going on? Right. That's not the case at all. What he decided to put out was safe. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that is not the case here at all. Yeah. He is. I don't, I don't know if this is a swinging for the fences or if this is just the world's biggest heat check where he's just like, I don't care. I think it's a mix of things. Yeah. I think it is first and foremost, I think he listened to the feedback that he got from CLB because I, I do think that they wanted to tour that album. I really do. Yeah. Um, and, the, and I wholeheartedly believe that the reason they pulled back was because of the overall response. Um, I really do think that they were confident in that album. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think they were confident in that album and it fell short of um, expectations everywhere except success wise still hit your benchmarks number one record stream records all that good stuff platinum i'm sure whatever whatever but people didn't like it you know people didn't like it so i think he's like let's go in this other direction he's teased these types of records before he's done some house style records before get it together uh, from uh, more life, like he's he's had these spaces where he's where he's done these these sort of records. Um, but the other thing, and this is something that I don't think anybody is talking about, is that Drake is considered one of the biggest artists in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And I think America and Doc, you know this, America has a really hard time getting over itself. Like America thinks that it just it's the whole world, and. They don't realize that there are other countries, other continents with different cultures. Like everything is not influenced from America. Mm -hmm. And when we look at international artists, the biggest artists in the world that I know of, besides like a BTS, is um, Bad Bunny. Mm. I call him Unpleasant Rabbit. (laughs) That's a very Armand way to put it. Absolutely. So he's Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny just put out a record maybe like a month or so ago, a month or two ago. He's touring right now. He's going on a world tour. He's killing it. The Weeknd puts out Dawn FM at the, type, at the top of the year. Has a lot of uh, house, electronic, like more up-tempo dance records. He's going on a world tour. I think that the other big artists in the world are looking at your Bad Bunnies, your Weekends, those guys who can flex and tour multiple continents because they have to, not not just because they can. And they're like, what can we do to reach into those other spaces? And when you look at Drake and you look at Controller and One Dance and all those records, like he was kind of early to the Afrobeat and some of the other, you know, genres of music that made him successful. <clears throat> um I think he's aiming for like that international prowess with this album. I think he was like, let's let's hit the whole world with a world sound because people are kind of I want to say chasing Bad Bunny, but like Bad Bunny is he's run he's running backwards. Well, that's interesting because to me, I think this is like I think Drake was bored. We're gonna get into that. 
you know. We're like, going to get into that. He can do records like Churchill Downs in his sleep. And I think he was bored, but also I think like if the, like the tone and the vibe and the feel of modern hip hop has just been very cold and depressing for a while. You mean like overall or from yeah. Drake? Yeah, overall. Overall. Okay. Okay. So it's like, what, what's Drake going to do? Is Drake really going to like out sad some of these sad trap boys? Come on. Oh boy. You're not touching Rod Wave, bro. <laughs> you know, like he's not, you know, even though in some ways he might've been one of the original, not the, I'm not saying he was the first, but he was one of the, one of the OG sad rap boys in a sense. Mm-hmm. But it got to, you know, his, his children's children have taken that in a whole other level. Absolutely. And he's too rich and having too much fun to really be that sad. Doc, I agree with you because of what we talked. It reminds me of what we talked about with uh, CLB, particularly with the intro with Champagne Poetry and just sort of things that Drake talked about on that album where he was like really sad and depressed. And, you know, that kind of opens you up to a bunch of different moods. And though I still think that my theory is true that he was going for that international sound, I think where your theory comes in is in the execution. Yeah. Because when I hear some of these songs, Drake sounds bored out of his mind. Oh, that's interesting. We're going to get, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. Okay. So you want to, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Track by track. Let's do it. Uh, So album starts with an intro, which is just, there's, it's not really a song. It's just very Warbles. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yo, this is really what vibes sound like. You're absolutely right. Vibes. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, so there's vibes for the intro. Yeah, vibes for the intro. It's fine. Um, track two is is Falling Back, um, mm-hmm. which is most of the first video that was released. Mm-hmm. This might be the worst song on the album. Ooh. Why is this the first video? Why is this the first song on the album to me? Sure. Well, I, be- I know, I uh, understand what he's doing with the sequencing. Okay, explain it to me, please. It's the same thing that The Weeknd tried to do with Dawn FM. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Which I don't recommend. Like he, it's a similar idea. So not the same thing, but like they're both, I'm not quite conceptual, but like Dawn FM is supposed to be scheduled. Like you're listening to like this, like radio station late at night and like mm-hmm. how that would typically go. This is right. sequenced to like, you're going out. Like you start a little slow, oh. you build up towards the middle, get kind of chill at the end. Like this is meant to be played by, like this was very clearly helped sequence by a dj okay but the problem is is this album takes that this falling back is like why are we start like what first of all this song should not be on the album i would just take the song off the album <laughs> it's bad it, it, and it's such a bad intro to what i think he's trying to do on here yes that it yes. gave everybody the worst taste in their mouth because yes his singing is always hit and miss hit or miss right yes but boy yes. falling back yes. what is he doing Yes, I agree. Song is he's not hitting. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. And somebody, somebody said this. I read this online, and this is exactly what they should have done. When you, when you make a a, a sharp turn, yeah, you gotta like let us know. Uh huh. Like you gotta give a heads up. So Doc, if you and I are recording at six, and I log on and you're not there, what are you gonna do? Send a text. Hey, running late. All right, cool. Heads up. I can go do something else. We'll meet up at 630. We'll get the heads up is just a lifelong mantra, right? Yeah. 
the fact that there was no heads up, like you can't drop a surprise album and it's not what you've been doing for the last 12 years. Mm. And then just the fact that you do the intro with the vibes. Right. And, and you have stronger records on this album that you could yeah. have intro with, but you start with a song that's not good. Yeah. You're hitting these notes. And really, when I'm listening to this for the first time, because here's the other thing that people don't take into consideration. Most people are listening to this album for the first time um, in their beds because they stayed up until midnight. Well, right. You know, or they're, you know, up, up, uh, you know, getting ready for work or they're at work or whatever. Like people aren't, some people are, some people are starting like, oh, it's midnight. We're about to go out. Let's play the new Drake album. Some people are, but most people aren't. And that wasn't what, like that's it. People are confused. <laughs> yes. People are confused. Um, you're right about like the way that most people consume new music now. Right, which is not that they went to the store like 20 years ago. That not even 25 years ago, they'd go to the store. Oh Jesus! And they uh, on Tuesday, and they'd mm-hmm. buy the CD, mm-hmm. and then they'd put it in their car mm-hmm. on the way home. Right. Yep. yep. During daylight hours, mm-hmm. when you might have some energy, instead mm-hmm. of I've stayed up late. Now this is an East Coast phenomenon. On the West Coast, you could be going out. It's could nine be. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on the east coast of the u.s which admittedly i'm very east coast centric in my thinking because that's where i live yeah Yeah, you're right it's a lot of people sitting there with headphones trying not to wake their significant other going what the heck am i listening to Mm -hmm. yep yeah not not a fan of this song at all makes no sense and the and and the video is stupid too it's classic classic bad drake video okay yeah i didn't didn't even watch the video he's getting married to 23 different women oh okay well there you go with tristan thompson as his best man oh okay yep so that's another thing. This is a t- this is a term that's often used um, like in a very negative context. And mm-hmm. I mean, it has negative connotation to it. But like there are certain aspects about Drake and how he moves that's very like tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is you are clearly a billionaire, multimillionaire who lives in a mansion where you have very little interaction with regular normal people Uh unless you're performing for them or doing something for them or where you are the center of attention so (laughs) a video where you're getting married to 23 different women and tristan thompson is your best man or whatever is like super i don't know what normal people care about right and and so and it's so against the feel and vibe of this whole album it makes no sense for sure this album has has absolute layups for singles and he puts out falling back. Now, the, the songs that are layups for singles are not surprisingly the songs that are actually going to get service to radio beginning mm-hmm. this next week. That's right. But in terms of what people saw as a visual, they started with falling back, which was a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. The song is terrible. It's it's so, not good. It's the worst. It's one. It's I think it's the worst song of the album. Ooh. Okay. Strong. Strong. Out the gate. Yeah, okay. Starting off strong. All right. Okay. But I wonder is it is it a bad song to you because of Maybe it's position on the album. I mean, that doesn't help. The, because of, you know, just the fact that you were taken aback by, you know, your, whatever your expectations were. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, what is this? Or is it simply because it's just bad music? It, the singing is really bad. Singing is bad. The singing is I'm bad. And the music isn't really compelling in any sort of way. You know, there are some moments on this album, I'm sure we'll get to it, where you're almost like, is this so bad it's good? 
Um, there's okay. some vibes of some of these songs here where you just have to like, okay, sure, this is happening. Um, but that's not even the case here. Like the singing is just bad. There's another problem on this album, and I believe Falling Back is one of these songs. Look, I know this is gonna sound like I'm just another nerd on the internet, but like seriously, there is something weird going on with the mixing on this album, and I do not understand it. There are several times mm. where Drake's voice is like absurdly loud, or like mm. something is very loud. Like there are songs mm. I like on this album where I'm just like why is this so loud? Why are you trying to deafen me? Um, it's very weird. I've heard multiple people comment about it online. I have no idea what's going on. Um, Cause it's a professionally done. Like, it's not like this is some put together last second thing. You know what I mean? Like um, it's very this strange. Is not, this is not Donda. It's not, this is it's not, not Donda. Yeah. That is not how Drake moves. No. So interesting. I didn't hear that at all, oh. but um, mm. I'm, I'm curious. What's, what's an example of a song that's, or, or when we get there, sure. let me know what an example of one of those songs sure. is. Sure. Okay. Um, well, let's keep moving. Text go green. <clears throat> Shout yes. out to sorry, 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 Android fans. <laughs> the song ain't for you. No, um, this song had to grow on me a little bit. Okay. But I like this song. Okay. Yeah. It, th- this album takes a little while to get going. It does. But agreed. I think if you just cut off the intro and falling back and basically started here, you'd be in much better shape. Mm. But I like okay. Text Go Green. How do you feel about it? Um, I see this is a lot of people's favorite, one of their favorite songs on the album. Really? People, or people really, people like this song I've seen. It's cool, um, but there, there's a, well, we'll talk, we'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but nah, this ain't it for me. Mm. I, I don't like it. It takes too long. To, it takes too long to get going for me, as do quite a few songs on this album. Take, take a little while to get going. This album's um, all about the vibes, man. You just gotta like... Have you have you have you done any chores while doing this, listening to this album yet? Have you like <sighs> well clean the house? I mean, you got any no way? because I have teenagers here, so they're doing all the cleaning. Oh, they take um, they're stealing your chore music. One well, yes, <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> yes, because then they end up playing music on our you know on our on our living room and, and it just yeah it's, yeah yeah. Um, no, normally I I take in music in the car i'm running around doing errands picking up kids grocery store all that stuff like just in this post pandemic still working from home like i'm still kind of like in the house um but my car's running funny so we're down mm. to one car so um i haven't really gotten to like experience this album and you know that's what people are oh you gotta you know go out and this like bro, i'm married with four kids man like <laughs> i'm gonna have to figure out a different way to experience this album in order to appreciate it but um, with that said, no, this, this wasn't, this wasn't it for me for now. It's yeah. not, it's not terrible, but I think at this point I'm still waiting on the album to do something. And I'm fig- I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to figure out what Drake is doing. Yeah. So yeah, this one ain't it for me either. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out what he's doing and then he's like, all right, what about this? Don't think twice. <laughs> still information. <laughs> You know, uh, I love when I laugh on song, when I laugh when I hear a song. And so I'm listening to these, this trill though, that squeaks, right? And I'm laughing. Yep. A little bit. And then he does this. <laughs> he drops it to halftime. Yeah. Uh, so that's Currents, uh, yep. produced by Black Coffee and Gordo. Shout out to Black Coffee, man. I was so happy to see his name on these credits. Yeah, he, um, Black Coffee. One of the executive the, producers of the album, yeah. There you go. So Black Coffee is a producer. I believe he's out of D.C. 
No, well, um, he's originally South it, African, but he Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know if he's in DC now. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like he's maybe not. Maybe not. I could be wrong in that. Um, I probably just want to look it up to be respectful of him cuz I'm sure someone will correct me. Mm. Um, but he is a, he's a producer, but he's also a DJ. Yeah. Um, and he is yeah, South African. Okay, maybe not. It doesn't really say where he's from. Okay, but that's fine. Um, so my introduction to Black Coffee was through a song called Superman, mm. which later becomes Get It Together. Get It Together. Yep. And I love Superman. Superman is an amazing song. So when Drake redid it, I was a little, was a little <laughs> tight, but I like Get It Together. Get It Together is fire. Yeah, Get It Together is great. Yeah, so... um. So when you say it was probably sequenced by a DJ and yeah. then oh, that is, he's an executive producer, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, this is the first record for me. Okay, that's interesting. This song is something else, man. Um, so what I, love, what I love about music is sometimes you hear something and you have to actually go like do research, right? To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash podcast or clockradiospeakers.com.